It is the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. I want to lose. I want to win. I need professional help. Sports Betting Weekly. Sports Betting Weekly, sponsored by EasySportsData.com. The books use data. Shouldn't you too? And this is Easy Sports Data, like the preschoolers use. EasySportsData.com. I win here and I win there. Now what? Sports Betting Weekly. I want to win. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talk. You should also check out sportsbettinglessons.com. You'll learn some old tricks because sometimes how you bet is more important than who you bet. Sportsbettinglessons.com. Let's just do it. Let's meet this thing head on. You were you were in it to win it. Talk about an education. Sports betting weekly. Wow, winning. Sports betting weekly. Sit back and enjoy the show. I am Second Half Jazz. We were having technical difficulties, but guess what? We have Speedy Petey, and we are fine. We are coming to you on the Belly Up Podcast Network, Belly Up Sports, on the SportsBettingWeeklyLive.com page, if you're watching it anytime after the next hour. However, if you're watching right now, you're either West, Blackhawk West, you're John from GMF Sports, you're the, the aforementioned Petey, or you're live on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network, because those are your options, guys. There's plenty of them. Every single one of them allows you to cash tickets. We are going to do now uh, just a check to make sure everybody's there and that you heard what I just said, because it's totally possible that I just rambled off for 60 seconds and nobody heard it. Blackhawk West, did you make it in okay? I'm in. I hear you loud and clear, Chess. Now, do remember, the camera's here, but you guys are here. It's never easy. In a perfect world, the camera would be right there, and I would have a pretty girl holding up a, a telestrator. And I, <laughs> I would just tell me what the pretty girl said. I found in life, guys, that if you just say what a pretty girl tells you to say, you're pretty much going to do okay. John from GMF Sports. Guys, we have, a, we have a breaking news update. Gonzaga is down in halftime. No, Gonzaga is barely winning at halftime. And so I normally ask you guys first, but I want to go hop on Gonzaga. I think I mentioned to you how much they have won for me in the past. Recently, Gonzaga and San Diego State have been covering the spread. And it doesn't matter if you win. If you don't cover, it doesn't do me any good because I'm not going to bet a, mon- a lot of money lines. So we're going to do that right away. And if you'll remember, what I had said to you guys is have send me your plays over so we can look and see. All right, so we missed the second half for Gonzaga. It's off the board. But... They have this thing nowadays that I didn't have when I was a kid called live action. So we're going to look up that Gonzaga game, and we're going to see where it is right now. All right, it was 40-38 to 38 at halftime. The line is open. It's Gonzaga. What I'm going to look for is the first number that's a negative. That's kind of how I, I deal with these things in life is uh, I could get minus 21, and I can play it for – plus 154, but I took the first negative number, which is 116. So I have now Gonzaga at minus 18 and a half for the game, where I also have a ticket for them at 31 and a half. Boy, that'd be a great middle, wouldn't it, Wes, if, if I was on the middle of that? Uh, that'd be fantastic. Wow, that's a 14-point middle. I'm not on a middle. like I'm on the edges. So, All right, so what about you, John? Live action. We always start with our Belly Up Sports live action and with a goal to cash before the end of the show. Now, I'm not sure about that one. 
that probably won't catch, right? A, a second half's more than an hour, right? It's about an hour and a half, 50, hour and 15 minutes until you get to the last two minutes, which is like an hour in itself, right? What's the average length, John, of a second half of a college basketball game? Uh, there we go. I said it's tough, especially for Gonzaga. I think they opened the original line was like 31 points. Oh, no. I, I, I think over, overall for them. So now, yeah. So now, you know. With 31 on it. Yep. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, that's that's even at 20. That That's a little crazy to run here with, with you know, last 20 minutes of a college basketball game, even though Gonzaga is pretty high scoring. Well, no, um, the bottom you know, we'll line kind of is, wait and see. The, I'm looking right, you, right in the camera. I'm looking. I'm telling you, they could cover this game for the game. Oh, for the game. Yeah, oh, okay. There's no doubt okay. they could do that. I don't need them oh. to do that all the time because I just That's took right. an 18 and a half point stand. But the bottom yeah. line is they score points and they're good and they're really, really good. Now, again, they're playing in that conference with St. Santa Clara and with uh, St. Mary's and uh, San Diego, USD. So you should you should win by 30. Exactly. They, they should be able to win by 30. That's why they were favored like that. You also have to take in consideration, though, coming here at the end of the year, you have to think about these top-ranked teams. Are, are they kind of looking ahead? You know, we got, we got obviously, conference uh, championships coming up, I think, uh, kind of uh, March 10th. I'm sorry, March 10th is when they start. So don't well, want to say they outlook them. Right. You're absolutely right. As, as Wes has always said, all they want is the W. They don't care mm -hmm. about the points, Brett. They just want to yeah. But the bottom Yeah, they don't line care about covering team, only the better. Still. Yeah, when a team consistently is doing that, which is being slow, I mean, right? How long have we got been talking? How many times have you heard me say, Gonzago starts slow, bet him in the second half? I mean, what, seven, eight times I've hit on this play? Why would yeah, you definitely. not keep betting? We, we talk about that in the sports betting lessons and, and with um, both of you guys in, in, the, in the teachings we do, which is, you don't have to overthink it. If they keep winning, you just keep batting them. If they keep losing, just keep batting against them. And and really, you know, I think Wes has that down real good with the NHL. But, Wes, while we got you uh, on the pedestal here, where are we with your live play? Have you done anything already today? Yeah, I, I have. I actually, uh, before the game started, I was on Boston uh, money line and over two and a half for the game. Well, now live action has changed that a little bit. I still like Boston, but I'm now going to jump on and take the one point. So Boston plus one is, is a minus 110 payoff. I like having that security there because if it, if it finishes at a tie, uh, it, it's a guaranteed push minimum. Uh, and I had Chicago over two and a half goals for the game. Uh, that has changed now, and it well, is now a separate game, though, right? It, for the for the entire game, we're about 13 minutes to go in the second period. Uh, well, you said Chicago, though. That threw me off because I was looking at Boston and the Islanders. Yeah. So on the so Boston, I'm I'm taking the one point for the game. Okay. So Boston plus one. Yeah. On the Chicago Blackhawks and Columbus game, the team over is now one and a half Chicago. So if you like it at two and a half, that means you love it at one and a half. And uh, Patrick Kane has got 12 points against against Columbus this season, and goals are going to start to happen in this game. So, what are uh, your odds on one and a half? It's minus 135. I'm looking more at getting the W than I am with the odds. If it was more than 135, I wouldn't be doing it. But it's two goals, and this is there hasn't been any penalties. And Chicago has the number one uh, power play in the league. Got to take your dog out or what? Trying to get dog commercial, uh, dog, dog 
Okay. Well, you know, they want to get in on the action. I mean, they, they want me to be, they want me to be a dog race. It's, it's pretty cool that we have a guy that actually raises greyhounds. Well, I have two of them, so they probably want me to give a, a, a race winner. <laughs> All right, so, so uh, yeah, because so, I got Blackhawks plus one and a half, Chicago. Oh, you're talking about the over the – oh, the goals, over the goals. Okay, over the goals. Got it. All right, so, yeah, uh, I'm going to do that one. The other one I wasn't getting on your uh, Boston game. I was getting one and a half, and it was like minus 260 or something. Yeah, I, I don't want anything to do with that. So what about you, John? Anything live? Uh, I, I haven't checked it recently, but I was uh, eyeing the uh, New Jersey Nets. I know they started the game down. Uh, unfortunately, I have not checked it in the last couple of minutes, but I know they were down, down significantly. Down seven early in the second. Yeah. Yeah, so they, they were down seven. This is where they were favored uh, to start the game at eight, eight and a half. I actually like them at the eight and a half. So this is where if I can get a decent line on them, once again, I'm not sure exactly what their live option is, but I would actually jump on them live uh, as well here. Yeah, kind what of I'm going to do is, because I've talked with um, Dan from mm-hmm. the DC show. I'm, I'm going to hop on this uh, over 225 for the game with the, with the Nets. Because I, they, I like that play as well. The they Nets, score. I, they, they score, score and they they give up a lot of points too. So I, I mean, if you've been following Nets overs for you know whatever the last two or three weeks, you've been making you've been making a decent piece of change yeah, doing that too. they've been going over early. It's it's nice. We I mentioned it when we so so okay. Now we got all our live play in. Whew. You know when you start a show knowing that your team that you've given thirty one is behind. They were behind when I kind of started the show. Then, all right, you know you're going to have live action, and you want to hop on it because worst thing is, as you know, they start the second half on a 13-0 run, right? And now they're they're up by 17, and all of a sudden the line's back up to 31. Um, so we wanted to hop on that. I appreciate your guys giving plays, but we really have to right now and stop and realize that we started this cash tickets page at Sports Betting Weekly one week ago because for eight years for eight years if you just listened to the top guys on our show and wrote down well, i always always tell people it's a, it was audios now you could see us before you had to listen to us just have a pen and paper and write it down play it over write it down and we did that i paid guys i had interns but i also paid guys to sit and listen to you wes and john and all you guys uh paulo you know Tommy, Johnny D, all of them. Sloppy would call in. Mo was, Mo was great. Mo was great. He went on a run. Remember, I don't know if you guys remember, he went like three weeks in a row. He was perfect. I think he was up to 18-0 and and he lost the game. He was suicidal. <laughs> because you know what? Winning is expected. But what we did this weekend was so, so cool because I just played along like I was doing what you guys do and would do for other people to contact you and you turned a hundred dollars into four twenty five. I spent a couple hundred of it at the Hyatt. I sent you guys a picture. Um, took a hundred out. So I got my hundred back in my account, put a hundred into the other book that I you know, I'm shaking it up a little bit. Who's better than me? I put a hundred dollars in. I got a hundred dollars in a book this morning, a hundred dollars in my bank and I and I spent two hundred dollars at the Hyatt. And it's mostly because I had such a phenomenal weekend, and I was the third best handicapper on the page. How brutal is that to lose when you have a good week? But I cashed tickets. So, uh, John, 
your NBA was phenomenal. I mean, you were spot on with so many games. Uh, with West, West, that one hockey game, you just kept winning us tickets, and we've done that before. We've done we've done that before. The but the um, the Lake Tahoe Bruins thing was special because it was one of those where not only were you right, you were really easy right. And I cashed seven tickets in one game. Some people don't make seven plays in a weekend. I cashed seven tickets in one game. So thanks a lot. I appreciate it very much. And so the plan is right to keep doing that. Would you agree? All right, so that's I'm, exactly the plan. You got to keep cashing tickets every weekend. That, that's the I'm goal, right? I mean, to, if you're if you're not making money, why are you why are you sports betting? Right, I'm going <laughs> to talk to John about yeah. this FCS. So what happened is, on our little text loop. They were going back and forth because John was actually. Were you at the? Where, what? what uh, were you at the Rock? What uh, casino were you at? Yeah, I, I was. I was at one of their sister properties at a time called Santa Fe Casino. Same, okay. same. You know, umbrella of of uh, family casinos and here. So you couldn't find yeah. those FCS lines. Yeah, there, there was there was very select few of those games that were listed on the board, and I, and as we kind of talked about it on that group chat, you know, if the sports books knows. They can get exposed on these lines. You want to know what? They won't even put it up there. They, they won't even. They won't week. even put it out there for people to take advantage they of. They put so. it up this week. They, I guess, they wanted yeah. a week. They wanted to see. Because yeah, West yeah, West would have nailed them. <laughs> well, they they had they, there was FCS action, uh, you know, all over. There wasn't. There was very limited live action. They they did some halftime lines on on my app. Uh, but the one that I couldn't find, and John and I were texting about it, was that Jackson State, and that was that was the play of the week that nobody won money off of. Yeah, so, exactly. And you, but you would have owned one of the fountains at Caesars. Had a better. Yeah, I, there's there's no question. Pro- probably the water around the fountain too. <laughs> but this week I got one, two, three. I printed. I printed all the happy. I got four pages of college football games. I got five pages of basketball games today, including the two that uh, the two teams that Mo's going to talk about on our interview. I got two pages of NFL, of NHL, and there's it's a light light NBA schedule, right, John? Yeah, they, this it's it's mainly if you're looking forward, it's going to be a lot of college basketball. NBA is kind of trimmed it down; they're getting ready to go into their second half. So yeah. obviously, college basketball, we got the FCS, and then NHL will be kind of the main slate there. Yeah, and so what we're going to do, we're going to talk to Mo. Uh, we did an interview with Mo this week, and, and, you know, Mo is right in the heart of Big Ten country. He always has been. He goes and covers games in Indianapolis, you know, on the field with the, with the radio shows and stuff. So he's, he's right there, and we talked to him about uh, Wes's Buckeyes and Michigan, which, of course, of the three of us, I was the only one that cashed tickets on that game, right? That's about the only game that I was I was right. You guys were wrong. Everything else, you guys were right. But because um, I had the over on that game, and that was nice. I was able to go back to the Hyatt with seven minutes left in the game, already have cash and the tickets. And seven minutes in a basketball game, especially at the end, that's a long time. You could probably cut your lawn and put all the gardening equipment away in, in the last seven minutes of a college game, especially if they start following. Uh, and then, so what we're looking at is covering the Michigan. So they each got a game today, and Michigan's actually playing. John, you got a chance to check out a Michigan score for us? Ohio State is a later start, that I know. Yeah, Ohio State starts, uh, well, six, at least right. here in Vegas. I actually switched it back because I was watching NBA. They're in a break right now with that Michigan score. I, I know Michigan and uh, Iowa are going back and forth. I, I think they might be in the second half right now. 
Yeah, I'm not so, really so sure. 43-37, Michigan over Iowa right now. Wow. What is the score? 43, Michigan, 37, Iowa. Yeah, so they're covering. So <clears throat> Mo gave me those teams. I bet those teams. So I had five plays before the game started. I had Gonzaga, Michigan, Ohio State, Houston. How's Houston doing, John? Can you get a Houston score? And then I have uh, Gonzaga, I think I said. San Diego State, Gonzaga, Houston, and and most two teams. And when a guy comes on the show and he tells you the whys, like Wes is, is like that. John, you're two, of course. But, but Mo is really, really good. He's been doing radio for you know, since he's 12. And he does such great descriptions that have nothing to do with sports betting. But when you're done listening to him, you know what to do. So we did it. Any Houston score? No? I haven't seen any update on the Houston right. score yet. Me, no. uh, yeah, the, the, the Bruins just scored a goal, so it's now 2-2. Two to two. That, that plus one is, is looking pretty fantastic. Did I bet that with you? I hope you did. Uh, yeah, I'll have to look. So here's what my, uh, my live action is. I have, uh, I have live action. I have over in the Brooklyn Nets game. I have the Chicago team total over one and a half. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, and that Chicago team total is they just need a one nothing lead and an empty netter's coming. And then I got Gonzaga minus 18 and a half. So, you know, so I had three plays. And, and what I was talking about is the length of a basketball game. We may not be able to cash shows before the show's over, but it's totally possible we can cash a hockey bet before the show's over. I just need another goal, right? All right, so here's where we're at. We've got our live plays in. We've got uh, a lot of stuff to talk about. I actually even... Uh, send a little love Blackhawk West's way. I have the information for those three. You got to call them prep races because they are worth points for the Kentucky Derby, but they're minor prep races at best. The next big prep race day is next Saturday, and we're going to talk with Joe from Connecticut, who's been giving us horse winners for I don't know, six or seven years now on the show uh, next week. So when we get back from break, we're going to get Mo from the Mo Radio Show. You're listening to Sports Betting Weekly. We're on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network and the Belly Up Sports Podcast Network. It, it, it's the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Radio Network. Sports Betting Weekly. You keep lying when you ought to be truthful. And you keep losing when you ought to not bet. Sit back and enjoy the show. So it's always good to catch up with our buddy Mo from the Mo Radio Show, mostly because he's funny. He's got some good takes, but he gives us a, sh- a lot of winners. I call myself Mo. Did you see me catching myself? Yeah, I got that was it. A, that was a self-edit. I I really <laughs> should come up with a, a beep button. I think we got we got a buzzer. We we put a buzzer buddy, uh, button in for Johnny D. <laughs> Johnny D was going too long, so we gave a 30-second a buzzer. But I love it. Uh, so, so the things are going well for you? Yeah, I mean, we're uh, we're getting set. Uh, the state of Indiana to host the entire NCAA tournament, uh, as well as the Big Ten tournament. So, uh, uh, you know, hockey has started back up. Uh, we got to go to see uh, a live hockey game the other day, the first live sporting event I've seen. I did in- see. I saw your uh, social media post. Now, you, you had some recent hockey success, did you not? Yeah, not too uh, not too bad. Uh and, uh, you know, I, I was uh, at a Hall of Fame ceremony Saturday, got inducted to the uh, Indiana Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame. So, no, was... I did see that. So, so let's talk about that. You and someone else was in the picture. Mm-hmm. Who was that? 
there's a guy I used to manage uh, when we did uh, professional wrestling, and uh, you know they uh, they decided that my career was worthy enough of being a Hall of Famer, so they had a ceremony uh, Saturday and inducted us, and so now in your new introduction, you can introduce me as the Hall of Famer. Oh, I would, would totally will. I mean, you've, you have blessed us with the stories, some of your stories over the years. So yeah. we, we knew of them. Well, congratulations. That's really, really cool because uh, now that, like, the, the pain you get in your neck all the time, right? <laughs> at least you yeah. got a reason for having it, you know? You know, I, I almost didn't do it, and then I decided to because uh, my son had never seen that part of my life. Uh, he's only seven, and I quit about uh, 10 years ago. So that was the major reason uh, that I did it. And now they talked me into getting back in the ring. So in March now, I will be jumping back in the ring for the first time in 10-plus years. Wow. You going to do uh, any kind of special working out for that? or? Uh, no, I, 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 I mean, why would I go to the gym? My TV's not broken at work, so no. I'm uh, <laughs> 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 I love it. All right, so we're going to talk. You mentioned that the tournament, Big Ten tournament, of course, is going to Indianapolis, and the Final Four is going to basically bubble in that city, which is, what, about an hour from you? Yeah, you're going to have sites at uh, Purdue and West Lafayette at Butler, which is there in Indianapolis, the uh, historic Hinkle Fieldhouse, uh, and then uh, in town in Indianapolis at Banker's Life Fieldhouse uh, and, uh, and at the uh, – Lucas Oil Stadium, and then uh, at Indiana University in Bloomington at Assembly Hall. Any fans? Uh, it, it looks like there will be a smattering of fans. Um, I, it's not going to be a ton, but the you know as the the COVID has continued to be less and less uh, in Indiana, they opened up even more uh, seats for the hockey teams uh, last week. So, you know, by the time we get to tournament time, uh, a month, a month, uh, you know, three weeks from now. There's a good chance that maybe we're a quarter or a, or half full, so we'll keep our fingers crossed. Yeah, you know, I've, as you know, because we used to talk live from the West Coast games we would go to. Uh, it's not a social, it's not a socially distanced environment when uh, <laughs> when teams are hitting threes and you're high five and total strangers. <laughs> no, no, not at all. But uh, you know. I mean, what will they do without selling you the $16 beers? How are they yep, that's true. That's true. Uh, so, all right, let's talk about it. So we had a real big game. The, the, the Big Ten is, is how many? They've got a, a half dozen teams sprinkled throughout the, the top of the rankings. But this weekend, they matched up the number three and the number four, Ohio State and Michigan. And then, of course, Michigan won the, a, a close game at the very end. I had the over. I enjoyed it very, very much. Did you have any action on that game? I did. Uh, I had Michigan in the game, and it, it's weird to bet Michigan over Ohio State, but since it wasn't football, I figured I was okay. Uh, you know, the layoff that the Michigan sports had uh, for a few weeks, you know, you wondered at that point would it hurt or help the team, but, you know, it's a young Michigan team, so I, I think that, you know, some of the freshmen, you know, who may have hit that wall normally would have had a chance to take a couple of weeks off. They couldn't even practice. Uh, so it, uh, you know, it, it gave them fresh legs in that game against Ohio state. Uh, but let's be honest, Ohio state's got a pretty darn good team. Uh, they had a, a, you know, a decent team last year, but this team this year is a very, very tough, tenacious team and they just don't give up. It was a, 
a fun game to watch. But uh, yeah, I definitely had Michigan in the game. No, it went. It it, it could have gone either way. It it was a close basketball game, and in close basketball games, you know, a three that rims out that goes in changes everything. Yeah, it, it, you know, it does. And again, that's one thing that uh, that concerns me about this Michigan team is their lack of experience when it comes to these type of games. And, you know, and, and even with Jawan Howard, who uh, who didn't get in a full season as coach last year. Uh, you know, you've got a coach who's been with the NBA a lot and and played in these tournament games at Michigan. But, you know, a, a, as a head coach, not a, not a ton of experience there. So as they get closer to the tournament time, they've been very successful this year. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if they can keep it on the run or keep uh, their run going uh, with the, the lack of experience for this team and with their coach. Well, so Thursday. They start early. They're another top 10 matchup. They've got Iowa coming in. And then later in the day, Ohio State is at Michigan State. Michigan State coming off of a big upset of a top 10 team themselves. What do you see these games? Now, of course, we're early in the weeks. So we don't have lines, but we're looking at these games knowing that we've got a pretty good idea what the point spreads are going to be. Uh, but there's nothing wrong with talking money line because we're going to talk about Thursday's games and then we're going to talk about the scenarios that lead to Saturday's games. And I know with the Aztecs, they're done. They got two more games. I don't think the Big Ten has what more two, two or three games they got to squeeze in, right? Right. Yeah, there's some games that they had to make up because of some uh, COVID issues, uh, especially with Michigan. Uh, this Indiana-Michigan matchup is a uh, makeup game from a, a few weeks back. Uh, you know, this Iowa team, I have won big money uh, this year twice uh, betting against this Iowa team. They are a good team. They're a ranked team. Uh, but in both games this year against the Hoosiers, uh, this team just didn't show up. They're a team that normally scores a decent amount of points uh, that you can win with the over. But, uh, you know, as of late, their their play, especially against the Hoosiers, who are a mediocre team at best, uh, was very concerning. So uh, this Iowa team has a couple of playmakers. But when they get into foul trouble early, and it has happened, uh, this Iowa team, uh, is a team where if, you know, depending on your point spread, that uh, I've made some decent money betting against them so far twice this year. Well, it's funny because we've been doing this now, you and I, for a long, long time. And when mm -hmm. we first started, we couldn't talk team total. Sometimes that team total is the best play of the game. You only have to watch one side of the action. You could bet a team total over for a team that's given a lot of points or a team total over for a team who's been scrappy. And in basketball, that last three, four minutes, Oh, it's brutal if you're betting. Yeah, you know, it is. And the ones that I've really started to like this year uh, is, is doing parlays uh, with uh, with players points that uh, that to me has uh, has hit more times than not. So it's something that I've decided to dabble in a little bit more this year is is uh, player parlays. I like the uh, I like, uh, you know, player total points, uh, player three pointers and uh, and using those as parlays. But uh, you know, the Iowa team, it, uh, it's been a pretty successful year betting against them. So uh, I will probably be doing that again Thursday night. What about later in the day when Ohio State goes to Michigan State? You know, Michigan State's been a team who's picked up a couple of wins. Probably Tom Izzo's worst team in 20 years. Uh, they beat Indiana last week. They knocked off uh, a, a top five ranked Illinois team uh, earlier this week. Uh, you know, I don't know that they have enough in them to beat an Ohio State team as well. Uh, it's probably going to be a closer point spread now than what it would have been uh, a week ago. So that's good if you're betting Ohio State. I'm probably going to take Ohio State. I'm going to give the points. 
uh, regardless of what they are at this point because they're such a good team. But, again, you know, Michigan State playing well these last two games and, and that big upset against Illinois is going to uh, keep that gap closer for those of you who want to bet the uh, favorite in Ohio State. Yeah, plus Ohio State's coming off a loss as well. Exactly. You know, and, and they're such a, a good coach team uh, and such a disciplined team that, you know, I, I'm happy for the uh, the Michigan State win earlier in the week over Illinois because for a guy like me who wants to bet Ohio State, I'm happy that gap's closing. Well, a couple, three points easy, no doubt about it. All right, so then Saturday, Michigan is at Indiana, and then that same Iowa team who's leaving Michigan on Thursday has got to go play Ohio State. Oh, how much fun that's going to be. Yeah, you know, Indiana is such an anomaly this year. They've got one maybe NBA caliber team uh, player on their team. Uh, Archie Miller's probably on his way out. Uh, his buyout drops tremendously next year. Uh, they've played well at times against good teams. They've knocked off Iowa twice. But they were a huge favorite uh, last week against Michigan State and just got ran the second half. Uh, I would look for this Indiana team to possibly show up in the first half, but uh, continue their trend to falling apart in the second half. They commit dumb turnovers. They can't make free throws. Uh, I would say that this is a big-time Michigan win come Saturday. Uh, Iowa-Ohio uh, State is an interesting matchup to me. You're going to have two teams that are, are squeezing in games here pretty quick in a short amount of time, uh, and we haven't seen that a lot recently, especially in the Big Ten. Uh, you know, Ohio State will come off what should be hopefully an easier victory against Michigan State, be able to rest some guys. Uh, I like Ohio State still over this Iowa team. Iowa, uh, you know, they depend on two guys very heavily uh, in their offense. Um, they Their big guy tends to get in some foul trouble early and has to miss a good portion of the game. Ohio State's a more complete team uh, in my estimation. I like, again, it, I like the favorite in Ohio State. Uh, I assume they're going to be against Iowa uh, come this weekend. So it, uh, it, it could set some interesting matchups uh, at, at the top of the Big Ten tournament. Yeah, and, and again, we're talking about a, a Saturday slate that has a couple games on Thursday that have a big impact because you're talking about the game with Ohio State having that point spread impact. Well, if Iowa goes in and beats um, Michigan, uh, you know, that will change everything we talked about Saturday for sure. Yeah, you know, it, uh, it, it's – I don't know that the points will be enough. Even if Iowa beats Michigan, I don't know that the point spread changes enough for me to take Indiana unless we're talking about, you know, 15 points. And, and I don't think it's going to be anything like that. Uh, it's just this Indiana team is is not much more than Trace Jackson Davis, who averages a double-double. But, again, it's a team that, that turns the ball over way too much. They have terrible play at the point guards. They can't make free throws. Uh, even if Iowa beats Michigan, I don't know that it's enough to make me take Indiana uh, at any point uh, in this game. And, and betting Indiana in the over uh, has been disastrous for a lot of folks this, this year. I haven't gotten on that train yet, but uh, they're a team that can score very few points in the second half. If you uh, if you bet an over, they are a team that uh, that tends to fall apart in the second half of games. So if you're looking to bet an over and Indiana's involved, there's a lot of times that I'm, I'm staying far, far away from it. Welcome back to Sports Betting Weekly. <clears throat> that was our streaming interview with Mo that kind of went on quicker than I thought it was. But, uh, Wes, Ohio State, what do you think? 
I, at three and a half, I like it. Uh, anything bigger than that, I don't know that I would. Michigan State is that team that uh, they, they just kind of hang around and they play better teams closer than, than they should. Um, but I, I do like the I do like it at three and a half. I don't know that we're going to get a, a live betting opportunity to, to close to close the gap or to ha- have it be anything less than that three and a half. But I like it at three and a half. John from GMF Sports, your live play on Brooklyn, who was given eight and a half for the game and was down by seven at the time. Looks like a Nostradamus move. They outscored <laughs> the second period, forty-one to nineteen. Forty-one wow. to nineteen. So you've got a, that... an eighteen-point lead at halftime, and that's we, John. You've done this before, Wes, right? Wes, Wes has been there, saw it with his own eyeballs. You give us a team that's favored, they're losing. We bet him again. We hit the first half. They cover for the first half. Now they're on track to cover for the game, and we probably could have got them, what, given one and a half live action for the game. We we looked at the first half, but we could have got them for the game too, right? Yeah, you could have got them at obviously a cheaper price than, than that original eight, eight and a half. So, you know, this is an opportunity where if you like one side of it, you're not only cashing one ticket, but now you're cashing two, three tickets at, at the same time. And that's that's what live betting is for. It's for our favor. So got to take advantage of that. All right, Wes, how's the Boston looking? It's still 2-2? It, the second just ended. We're, we're still 2-2. Uh, the Chicago game is 0-0 at the end of the second. So we're, we're still alive in both. Uh, I like Mo, our chances. Mo was right on it. It was it was just 32-29. Uh, Michigan was leading at halftime. They're on a 28-17 run in the second half. They're now up by 14 with nine minutes left. That's a pretty good team. I don't know if you can come back from 14 on a team like that. You know, they do a lot of things good. Yeah, Michigan's pretty tough, especially on the defensive side of the ball. And kind of go out what Mo has been saying. I, Iowa has looked a little sluggish these last couple of games. Obviously, we know you, you know they can score a lot of points, but it's kind of almost to the point where they have to and you know kind of lean on Luca Garza a little bit more to see. I, I mean, Michigan looks really really good here today, playing very well defensively. Iowa's only got 46 points at the mar- at the moment with only eight minutes left. So good job for Michigan. Well, you know that I'm not, and I tell people all the time, I've been telling them since I've been talking, I'm not a personnel guy. I, I don't even couldn't name half of starters on a team that I've won on six weeks in a row because I don't really care. If they're doing it, they're doing it for a reason, and I assume if somebody gets hurt or sick, unless it's you know basketball and LeBron's out or with AD, look what the Lakers have done without AD. But do you remember what Houston did on Saturday, Wes? Yeah, I do, and it was fantastic, and I, thank I, you, John. I remember the first score, because you know what? When you're with a significant <laughs> other at a social event, and we were paying to be at this pool, uh, you know, you don't, you don't want to overdo the looking at the phone. So it was like a 13-point game. The next thing I know, they were up by 40. Well, they just went on a 22-9 to run here in the second half, and now they're up by 14. So that is uh, that looks like they're taking control of that game. But – and the big game that I bet early, which was uh, Gonzaga, that those are Santa Clara. Okay, 10 points. Uh, Wes, can you name the Santa Clara mascot? You got three seconds. I, no, I, I can't. I, I just think of the show where Tommy, they're eating one Tommy another. Could. Tommy has one of those brains. You know, we all know guys that have those brains that have 
they're just like wired differently. He knows every mascot. It looks like they're the Mustangs. But anyway, they're only they're only down by eight, so I'm still chasing ten points. But there's a lot of time left, most of the second half, halfway through the second half. So we're in good shape. So we're going to go back to talking about Mo's plays here. Um, uh, John, have you been bent much with Michigan Ohio State? Have you been cashing many tickets with them? Um, this is an opportunity where the same thing kind of with Iowa. I've been kind of a little bit on the fence with them. And this is going back to, uh, I believe it was last week's show where we were able to catch a live in-game over because uh, Michigan, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Iowa was struggling against Wisconsin where both of those teams kind of got off to a kind of sluggish first half. And so we were able to get on the uh, total game over where we cashed on that. That was a half, right? We won by a half. I yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I a half lose or two by points. A half. I don't win exactly. by a half. <laughs> it was close, but we always take those winners every time, right? Winning by a half is a lot better Ooh. than losing by a half. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's like, and especially this this. I, I mean, this is a big matchup. You you know, Iowa, Michigan, Michigan at home. So I was kind of in the same boat where I would probably lean Michigan here, and then moving forward to that Ohio State game, uh, I'm the same as with West, where I would. I don't want to say Michigan State is overvalued. They're obviously coming off that big win. You, you know, the coaching there is phenomenal. But I, I, I feel like Ohio State will be looking to bounce back. So I'll, I would kind of trend on them a little bit later tonight as well. Well, Wes, I don't know if you realize that, you know, between them, they both, Michigan and Ohio State, have incredible records, right? They're like 30 and five or something or 30 and seven. But against the spread, they're not bad. Uh, Michigan's really good. I think they've only lost three times. And, Ohio State is 14 and 8 against the spread. So if you bet, if you just betting these guys clockwork this year, you're catching 67% of the time. That's usually going to make a profit. Yeah, you are. And and like Mo said, the the combination of the loss Ohio State's coming off of and the win that Michigan State's coming off of that kind of sets up some pretty juicy action to, tonight. Uh, you know, the three and a hook. I mean, that's that that's a real good number. No, I, I, I agree. Especially, of course, remember, you guys liked them against Michigan. If you, The logic is if you like them against Michigan, you should like them against somebody else. All right, so what we're going to do next is talk about the, the weekend plays from West. That's what it says on my list. Here's what my list says. The weekend plays from West, the weekend plays from John, and the horses from me. I'm going to talk just about some horse racing. But, uh, John, uh, so we're going to start with Wes. Wes, are you going to be on any of this FCS? Because I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to need some help on this FCS stuff. Yes, I, I am on. I'm going to be on the FCS. There's three games that I really like. So so if you hit that, that cash ticks link, you're going to get some FCS explanations and action from me. Uh, I, there's, there's some NHL games, and there's probably going to be a couple ponies, too. I still have some some work to do, but you know, last weekend I I, I cashed on six out of nine races uh, with with the ponies, and and it was it, there's nothing better than watching your horse come down the stretch and and do what it needs to do for you. So, uh, well, you know, we, they, we're we're all horse players, and John, of course, you know, said he's from New York. He loved the horses. Your family owned trotters for heaven's sake. But the bottom line is. You know what? You can hit 500 to one things betting ponies. You can't do 500 to one things. John, you did mention earlier that one of the reasons you got into horse racing when you first started giving out your opinions on things is because the initial investment you need to be a player is minimal. You could literally have a $10 bill, and I can give you, like with uh, Wes. Wes likes the, the, the big show bets. 
I could give you a $10 bill, and you could do maybe show or place bets or even win bets. You hit one out of five races, you're not going to win money. But if it's a $24 horse, yeah, you are going to win money. And that's really what it comes down to, John, you know? That that's it. You it, it really keeps you kind of in the game a little while. Not only that, you know, for you know, you can get those nice little dollar exactos or two if you happen to manage it. So it's it's your uh, risk to reward. It is pretty good. And like I said, if you manage to hit one, then you're probably staying there a little bit longer to try to catch the next one as well. You know. <laughs> oh, I, you know, I remember one of my jobs when I was going home at summer college. I punched tickets at a high life front time. Okay. I used to go to Los Alamitos all the time when I lived on Laguna Beach because you could just you go up the Laguna Canyon, hop on the the five to the six oh five, and, and it was like twenty five minutes. And there's as you know, if you go to quarter horse tracks, those races are like twenty two seconds. <laughs> yeah, Los Alamitos is always pretty fast. I think right. I think they run most of the majority are are short races there. I haven't been to Los Alamitos in a while. I, I've been to Santa Anita. This was. Probably a couple of years ago, but uh, Santa Anita was really nice where we got to enjoy some races over there. So looking forward to hopefully California opening those tracks back up so we can get back out there again. All right. So, uh, so John, uh, if, if you go to our website, Sports Betting Weekly, as Wes mentioned, it's just the cash tickets tab. Hashtag cash tickets. And it's really because that's what we do and that's what we've been doing for as long as I've been involved with the show. And it's my show, so that's been from the beginning. We just cash tickets. <laughs> Talk about this weekend, what you're going to be cashing some tickets you assume with. Uh, well, this weekend, uh, it's going to be the same as, as the last couple of weeks. We're going to be focusing on college basketball and, and then NBA. Uh, we're going to mix in some light NHL, too, as well. But, I mean, with so many games on the board for college basketball, you really got to pick and choose. But there's so much that, you, you know, if we get rolling early, we can kind of keep steamrolling. Same mentality, same mentality that you would have at a racetrack. If you catch a couple early winners, you can keep going and start building that bankroll up. Yeah, no doubt about it. And, 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 and I will tell you one thing. The, the, the downside about I'm a big live action guy, you know, but the downside about it is, all you got to do is click your finger, right? Just click or push the button, you know, put in a number. You got to, you really got to pay attention because I, I was drinking in the sun. So I was drinking Stella's, but I was taking, the, it was, a, uh, I think, an 8-ounce can or a 12-ounce can. It was a skinny Stella's, and I put it in a cup of ice. So it was floating in ice the whole time. So even though it was 72 out and really warm in the sun, my Stella was in the shape, but as you know, after three or four beers, all of a sudden you get cocky with live bets and you can get burned big time because you, you put too much risk uh, and you don't get the reward if it goes bad. So you got to be careful there. What's your worst, Wes? What's your worst? You remember recently where you were wrong, but you, you, you wouldn't accept it. You wouldn't admit it to yourself and you kept betting it. Clemson against Notre Dame the first time when it was – a Guliala lay instead of Trevor Lawrence well, the at quarterback. Over, the overtime game. The overtime game. Yeah. And in fact, I had Clemson and I thought they won. And the wife and I are celebrating with 60 seconds to go. I mean, and it was it was the kind of bet that I had to talk to her about and get her ready for before the game even started. We thought we won. We celebrated. Then it went into overtime. I dipped back in. Then I, I just, it, it was like that scene from Trading Places where the old guy that just went bankrupt is screaming, turn those machines back on! Get that's those brokers back in here! Oh, that's exactly what was happening. And that, that was the worst. It was, I, I, I can feel it. And it, it was the Clemson deception. Yeah, there you go. There you go. 
Alright, so we're going to talk about the horse racing. Alright, so as you know, horse racing has a lot of issues. However, when it's good, it's good. The problem is it's not good that often. And I'm going to give you an example. This is Friday at the, uh, I think it's at Turfway, right? It's at Turfway Friday. They have, the fifth race is actually a prep race for the Kentucky Derby, but it's a $100,000 race. The problem is it's not even close to a, a quality field in terms of what some of the other races are, but those are a 200,000, a 400,000, 600,000. So what I look for is I look for a, a card that has a pick four close to a half a million or more in person. So I, I'm looking for four races in a row where they're all at least 100 grand, and that eliminates a lot of days. And I'm closer to, to, to 500 grand, 600,000. A million is perfect. If I got four races, and I know they're worth a million combined, because if you got a million-dollar feature, as you guys know, you're not going to have an $86,000 stakes race before or after. Well, after, yeah, anything's possible. After, you should really let everybody go home. They always try. Like John says, they always try. Just like when you get out of the track, you stay for one more race. They always try after they're big at the races. They'll have the features, the 10th, and then the 11th is, you know, a $77,000 main and claimer. And you, you, you'll see that the pools are outrageous for a race of that quality, you know. But the Saturday, Fountain of Youth Stakes. Now, that's the 14th race of the card. It's a $500,000 race. The 11th race is one twenty-five. The 12th race is 200 And the 13th race is one twenty-five. So that's what I'm looking at. I've got a combined... Uh, purses of just right about a million dollars for those four. So I'm betting. I will definitely bet that that race. The 10th at uh, Oakland on Saturday is also a prep race for the Derby. It's the Southwest. It's a $750,000 race. Now, the problem is right before it, they have an $86,000 maiden race. The 7th is a $600,000 race. The 8th is a $200,000 race. And the 10th is a $750,000 race. And for some reason, and Wes, you know what? You owned horses. Your family owned horses. Maybe you explain to me why they made the ninth race an $86,000 maiden race. Does that make any sense to you? Because they know that you're all going to be watching the 10th race, and you're going to be chewing your fingers off waiting for the action. And they're probably going to give you 32 minutes to post afterwards. So you're going to be dying for action. I, I, I normally lay off maiden races altogether. It, it, there's just not enough in the book for me to care about unless, you know, well, I got some dude, insider that, that gives me a tip. Me. I will not play that pick four. I might, I might, uh, I'm going to look at those races because between the other two, it's over one and a half million dollars, those three races. I will look at those three, but I ain't wasting money giving them pick four. And a pick four is one of their best gambling opportunities because they take a lot of money off the top. What do they take? Like a, almost a third of it, I think. Yeah, they, they do. I, the, the pick fours are hard, though, because it's kind of like a four-way parlay. You know, on a football Sunday, you go three and one, it's a pretty good day. But if your only move was the four-team parlay, you're not very happy if you go three and one. Right, but so, if you spread it out for 50 cents, you can't really do that on, on, a, on a college football Saturday. You can't spread 50 cents around. As John was telling us when he got into the ponies, you can take $2, and you can, you can have two different Quinellas. You can have a one and two Quinella and a four and six Quinella that have nothing to do with each other. The one and two could be your numbers. With when I go to the horse, uh, the dogs, 
my numbers, I wanted two quinella. And then I'll bet the two on top of the one in exactus. But I might like uh, number four is a, a, a horse after my son, and number six is a, a horse after my my mother-in-law or whatever, and I'll bet that parlay because it's $2 for a quinella or a dollar for a quinella. You really can't beat it, you know? So that's going to be what I'm going to do. Now, John, are you going to be betting any of these prep races? There's three of them. Friday, two, one Friday, two Saturday. Uh, most likely I will not. I haven't really looked or paid attention to any of the horses or any of the trainers or anything that's been going on so far up to this point. So just kind of sticking to my key logic. If I'm not really too familiar with anything, I'll probably lay off. Um, I'll watch it for, you know, entertainment purposes and stuff like that. But yeah, not, I won't personally have any action on it. Well, Who knows? So maybe, know, maybe I'll see something that'll you, stick you, out. You'll, and I get, might you'll get my action. action because you're part of the cash tickets page. So you'll that's get right. My action. That, that's right. What yep. about so, Wes? Yeah. Wes, you looking at all three or what are you thinking? I, I'll probably mess with them. I mean, to tell you the truth, I'm actually going to be in Vegas this weekend and, and I'm probably... <laughs> As crazy as it sounds, I'm probably not going to be betting as much on, on the sports or the horses because I'm going to be with the wife, and it's we're going to Vegas to get away from that routine, kind of yeah, eating everything yeah, right. up. Okay. You're, someday, <laughs> we'll sit down, the four of us, my wife, your wife, the, me and you, we'll have a conversation, and, and you can tell me how to explain that to Vicky. <laughs> that wouldn't fly in my world. But, yeah, so that's that my plan is I'm not touching Friday's race. Uh, I'm going to bet the other two prep races, but uh, the big one, which is the, uh, I think it was at uh, Gulfstream, I'm gonna, I will uh, I will have action in the pick four as well. So, John, you will have access to all of those plays. For me, let's look at a, a live update on the scoreboard. So, the Bruins are still 2-2, two to two, correct? And let's see. Chicago and Columbus are still scoreless. The Houston team has taken over this game. They have outscored... Western Kentucky, 37-16 to 16 in the second half. They are winning by 22 points. We are giving 11. That was also a second-half play. That was a live-action winner as well. Michigan is now up by 14. No, Michigan is up by 17 with three minutes to go. And mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure most had bet Michigan in the under because Iowa doesn't go under. And I think that's Parley. I think he hit that cold Parley. I didn't have it, but I think he had it. Uh, and then what's the, uh, what's the last one? We had, uh, oh, the Nets, the Nets. So the Nets were at halftime. They had gone 41 to nine after you said, now they're up 13 to seven. So here's my problem. They're both scoring, but John, you got a winner. Yeah. I have the over and anytime there's a blowout, you gotta be careful about that over, you know? However, yeah. the final of this game could be 130 to 98 at the rate they're going, and I'll win that. So, so I'm ahead. I mean, when you get a six, when you bet the over in the first quarter and you get a 60-point second quarter, it's kind of hard to complain about life. You know what I mean? Yeah, you never know. A you know, a couple threes, you, you know, a couple, you know, possessions where they kind of go back and forth, make some threes. Obviously, you know, oh, New I, Jersey has, but I'm sorry, Brooklyn. They're not New Jersey. Yeah, I, I, no, Brooklyn, I really think it was uh, Brooklyn put up a lot of points. I think yeah. it was Brooklyn. It, was, I, I, it yeah. might have been last week before the show. If I mentioned it, let me know. I'm repeating myself. But the bottom line is I, there's no way I'm winning this game. I, I, this, I need like 15 points in, in a minute and seven seconds. And it, they got like 22. It was just yep, amazing. Yep. Just amazing. All right, Wes, this weekend. Uh, we're going to go to the cash tickets page. Where can they find out more information about you on social media? So you can, you can find me at, uh, 151 sports investing on Twitter or, uh, Twitter, Facebook and Instagram, but, uh, Chicago options traders 
on the Discord. That I, I have a live chat and a weekly uh, a weekly podcast, and you use the promo code one fifty one sports, and you get some change off your membership. And you already did that show today. Uh, I, I posted some pics and notes, and there is some recordings up there. Yes. Okay. All right. How about you, John? Uh, Facebook, Instagram, GMF Sports Consultants. You can find me on there. You can also uh, get a hold of me on our website. We have a website, GMF Sports Consultants. The same thing. Um, any any three of those options, you can get a hold of me. And then also through that hashtag Cash Tickets, look it up. Get a hold of us for the weekend. You can join the weekend players for fifteen dollars, ladies and gentlemen. Right. So what what he's basically doing? He's taking a forty dollar package and and slashing it to $15 because that's our intro deal, this $15 deal. But it really, let me tell you, it, it really is pretty cool. I've, I, I already knew you guys, and I knew your plays, and I knew how you bet, but when we're texting like we're doing, and I've done this before, I've done it with John and I did this before, Wes and I have done it, but I've not, and I've done it with Paolo, I've done it with Tommy, I've done it with, but I've never really done it with three guys consistently. And what I'm seeing is, Oh my God! One plus one plus one equals like five and a half when it comes to the just the amount of tickets we're cashing. Uh, and again, I mean, understand? I started my my Saturday seven and three. I started my Sunday eight and zero. I was fifteen and three in those early plays. And by the end of the day, I was the third best handicapper this weekend. Uh, and I'm just talking about a, a number of tickets cash. Of course, part of Wes's deal, he gave me seven winners in one day, one game. Not one day, not one afternoon, one game. So, And, and, and John, you know, it was funny because you won on a team that lost. And people don't understand that. But that's really what point spreads are. You will sometimes win a game and catch a ticket on a team that lost a game. But in hockey, it's it's very unusual because you have to be in the right place at the right time. Otherwise, that one and a half at minus 240, it'll kill you if you play it every day, you know? Oh, yeah, definitely. You, you don't want to, you know, long term, that's not the goal to be chasing over those 200s because obviously your win percentage has to be that much more. You don't ever want to put yourself in a position like that betting long term. But, uh, you know, thank you, Knights. Even though they lost, I appreciate that one and a half, even though there was a nine-hour delay. But, <laughs> but I'll, ta- but I'll, but I'll take it. We also cashed the under on that game, too, which was a little bit of a sweat because, uh, man, Colorado missed a couple of empty netters, I think, by this much. So we'll, well, it, we'll take it, it, that every really weekend, is, though. It, when, when that puck is sliding, with, when you don't want the empty net goal or you want it either way, and that puck is sliding down there, Oh my God! It's amazing how many times it's six inches, eight inches, inches, or they catch it. It's going right to it, but it slows down and the skater catches up to it. It's brutal. So here, here's the thing: you go to sportsbettingweekly.com, you click on the cash tickets link, and you just read and watch and check out the notes because those notes get updated every week. We're going to give you a final rundown of the scores here. So what we're looking at is the Nets have just totally taken over this game. They're up by 18. However, they're still scoring a lot of points, so my over live action is looking good. Chicago and Columbus are still scoreless. At some point at some point in time, though, I may look at that again uh, in live action. Uh, let's see here. We go into Houston is up by 20. Uh, Michigan is up by 20. Give or take, I'm rounding on the math. And what I'm looking for is that Gonzaga score because the Gonzaga score was the one I didn't have uh, on the screen, and we'll see where they're at. But they were chasing 18 points the last time I looked, mm. and I can't find it now for the life of me. But you know what? That's <laughs> what happens sometimes. 
Uh, so, that's where we're at. I am Second Half Chaz. You've been listening to Sports Betting Weekly. You're going to catch tickets with us if you continue, and you'll be listening to us on the Belly Up Sports Podcast Network, and you're going to be watching us at sportsbettingweeklylive.com and always live on the World Wide Sports Radio Network. I tell people that app is worth its weight in Bitcoin. I'm Second Half Chaz. Thanks for listening. It's, it's, it's the World Wide Sports Radio Network. Radio.